Hello there. My name's Mark, aka the Canardian. And Charlie, Mark. you're throwing me off already with that finger, man. I know. If I anyone's can't. not watching the video, I can't. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I had I had a I had a hand surgery today. I had a, a little <laughs> little nodule was removed from my right middle finger, and they well, have to do it up like this. So it's like world constantly flipping the bird. Uh, this is and how apropos to how apropos to our episode because this is about the the angriest of angry Star Wars characters, <laughs> kind of the focus of what we're talking about tonight. So absolutely. So uh, Charlie, other than, other than the uh, the finger, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. It's you know it's uh it's an interesting week. I'm uh, I'm on a liquid diet because my wife is having procedure and i said that she has to be on liquid diet so i said i would do it with her and that made me cranky as shit so i had some general so chicken tonight and, and and now i'm happier uh and realizing that you know a guy who's six four and 260 pounds really doesn't do a liquid diet unless he's you know <laughs> stuck in a is stuck in prison somewhere and you know in, in solitary confinement so live and learn yeah yeah that's uh that yeah that that's probably good. And and if you if you decide to retweet that uh, guess how tall I am thing that's going around, you just gave away your answer. So there we oh, go. No. Anyone Whoops. paying attention, you can uh -oh. guess that if Charlie Pay jumps on attention. that bandwagon. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 uh, it's it's good to hear. You're you're a good husband. Your solidarity, even though you didn't like quite make it through, like you. You, the, the effort, I think, a for you know, effort. and we've been doing it for a week, and I just I made some real drastic changes in my diet, and I, I feel a lot better, and I feel like I'm Good. losing weight, just like you know, with solidarity. April is now in the other room playing Lego Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker Saga on her profile because she's choice. been playing playing on mine, and but she wanted to do all the story mode by herself, so that's what's going on right now. She probably hear. I know she hears me talk about it, right, babe? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I was so close to double dipping on that game this week. It's on sale on Switch for anyone that didn't pick it up. I don't know if really? it's on sale elsewhere, but there's a decent little chunk taken off of the price on Switch. And I have it on Xbox right now. Yeah. And there's just something about Lego games that I love being able to have them on Switch and you pick apart at them, like, you know, like brick by brick kind of thing. While you're, you can watch things, you can watch the, the movies, you can watch just something, have, have right. something on in the background. And, uh, Eventually, I will double dip, but it's uh, my little guy's birthday coming up this weekend, so I'm going to spoil him instead of spoiling Aww, myself. There you go. The uh, most the most fun thing in the game, in particular, is when you earn a brick, like by doing a puzzle or a quest or something. All the characters clap, yay, when they get the brick. <laughs> That's something April picked out. I'm like, oh, it's pretty cute. And then she and I, our celebration is when we get a brick, we make the characters twirl around in a circle. Hmm. I don't, you know, hey, just a little. It's it's the little things. Well, enough about us and enough about Lego. We've got a special guest that we still haven't introduced. You might have seen him already if you're watching the video or heard him chuckle a couple of times. But we have a very special returning guest because we're going to be talking about Maul. We had to get Mr. Maul himself. The Mauler. The guy behind Star Wars Shot for Shot. Robbie, how you doing? Welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me back. I'm glad to be here. Um We've already covered Phantom Menace, and now we're going to go into Mall. So you're really just hitting the hitting the spots you need to hit with me. You're it's all the greatest for the appropriate times. Yeah, exactly, it. man. That's it. That's yeah. it. I mean, I have absolutely no doubt that we could get you on any single episode talking about any single, especially the movies or whatever. Like you could hold your own. That's fine. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I believe I, it. I would. Know. I would hope so. <laughs> someone, someone that's gone through literally shot by shot of the Star Wars saga and is is working their way through. 
I don't think you'd have a problem with any topic that I'm going to throw at you. Oh, I'm, but... I'm really good at Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> cool. We, we might bring that. That that's a good idea for for some uh, some other time. But anytime we're talking about mall, you're the guy that comes to mind. So I'm, I'm super excited to have you back. Uh, since you already did your introduction last time, I don't think we have to go straight through. Hopefully, people will have heard that or know a little bit about your Star Wars origin. But I do want to hear what's new and what's exciting in your world. The Star Wars shot by shot thing is just taken off. It's, it's amazing for anyone not following it. Please tell people a little bit about that project and where to find it. Yeah. So first of all, you can definitely find it on Twitter and only on Twitter because that is too much time for any other platform. Right. Um, but yeah, last time I came on here, it was just in like the early stages. I had a couple thousand followers, like, I think we were just getting into like a right, right around like the, the hangar in episode one, trying to escape Naboo, probably mm-hmm. right around there. And now we are, we are, um, we're chugging along through Revenge of the Sith right now. Like we passed, uh, we just, we're talking about Darth Plagueis right now in Revenge of the Sith. And, um, it's just, it's skyrocketed in like the people that are interacting with it and following it. Um, I hit my my year end goal a couple weeks ago. Holy shit! So, congrats, I, man. That's amazing. I kind of, thank you. I I just kind of like have forgotten goals now. I'm like I'm just like letting it do its thing at this point. I'm just gonna do my like you know my routine, like going through everything, posting them, change up a little thing here and there, maybe. But like other than that, I'm just gonna let it do its thing. I'm I'm done with goals. I'm still gonna like talk about how I do. I just have fun with it. But so it's been a blast. You can you can choose to to say that's my secret here, and I will 100% respect that. But can you give us maybe a little insight of what goes into this project? Because I know it's a oh ton yeah, of I work. talk about it all the time. Yeah. So what I, what kind of stuff for anyone that's not following it or might have just like ha, ha, seen it on Twitter, but you know doesn't really know the work? Uh, what what goes into this? So I'll take you like the the quick rundown of it. Um, I basically, I'll load them, uh, the film into something to export it. Um, I do every third frame usually. So I'll have the film be exported every third frame. The whole thing plays through, puts it into a folder. I then have to go through every third frame of the film and find a, like one to four uh, frames from a specific shot that I like that are clear as they can be per what I'm given. Um, and there's some, I like, to, I, I love going for the memes. I love finding funny reactions. I try not to like, like if it's like a, like a back and forth, like dialogue scene, I'll try and get like, maybe like one photo will be with them with their mouth open. Another one will be with their mouth closed. Like try and switch it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'll sort through all the photos. And as I'm doing that, I number them along the way. So I know, where i'm at like it's much easier to find it because otherwise it's just named whatever frame it is and forget that so i do that and then um i'll post 40 or i'll schedule posts 40 a day uh usually on the account every 15 minutes from like 9 30 a.m eastern to um 7 15 p.m so i want to have like a nice window but i don't want to clog your timeline so i every 15 minutes if I finish a movie like with a lot of like like way earlier than I anticipate, like sorting through it, then I'll crank up the numbers a little more frequency, a little more shots each day, but and post on the weekends too. But for now, it's just forty a day, five days a week. 
I am. Um, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm always, always trying to get better at Twitter, and I'm not sure that I'm following that, but I will be instamatically here. What, what's the handle again? One more time, my friend. It's uh, at SW shot by shot. SW. Usually, if you type in SWS, it's like the first thing. Yeah. It's uh, it, like I said, it's an incredibly impressive uh, project. And uh, it is a behemoth. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's got to be some crazy undertaking. So are you doing all of the films? Do you have a, a plan? Are you including uh, yeah, so, not just the Skywalker saga? Are you doing Solo, Rogue One? You going everything? Yeah, so my the current the film schedule is I'm doing one through nine with Solo and Rogue One. Um, the next one after Avengers of the Sith is actually going to be Solo. So okay, I'm nice. going to go chronologically. Nice, yep. nice. Um, I like it. I'm going to do Solo, Rogue One, then the originals and the sequels. Um, right. After I complete nine, I'm probably going to do just the live action shows. Haven't decided on animated yet, but I definitely am going to do shows. I just don't know which one's next and if I'm doing only live action or whatnot. Because mm. shows are just even more because there's so many episodes and like the hour longs themselves. Clone Wars alone, it's got to get several years. I don't want to <laughs> deal with the seasons, animated yeah. shows. Like Big I kind of just want to go into like these limited series. Yeah, right. Makes, I'll just uh, keep going, and I'll just keep going, and you know, I'll see where it takes me. That's I don't great. know. I want. I'm gonna finish the first nine. Take a nice little break, a couple months. Right. right. Then go into this thing. So go into age. Probably start with Kenobi, honestly. Because by the time I get it'll be over by the time I get to it. So yeah. I'll probably start with Kenobi and then just, you know, see where we're at. See where it goes. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I, I wish uh, wish you continued success with the project and uh, and hope people follow along and, and you just, you know, keep blowing past your your uh, goals and yeah, I don't have kind of any stuff. more it's, goals. It's awesome. But... <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I guess it's easy to blow past your goals. When I just you don't want, like, at anymore. this point, right. I just like, I'll, I'll find a picture or shot and I'll be like, I hope this one gets a lot of likes. And that's all. That's all I care right. about anymore. I'm like, I hope this one's <laughs> right. funny. I love it. I love it. Yes. That's great, man. That's, that's awesome. Well, thanks for catching us up a little bit. Uh, well, I do have one it. new question that I started asking. Sure. I think the last episode that I'm going to start asking all our new guests, if you were in the Star Wars universe, what do you think your affiliation would be? Yeah, you, you, okay, never mind. Okay, right. moving on. Thank you. <laughs> I shouldn't have even really had to ask. And that. no follow-up questions. There's, uh, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Uh, good to know where you stand. I like that. Yeah. Just uh, honesty. Just uh, yeah. All right. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff. My answer well, hasn't changed since I've been about two. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All Sith, all yeah, the time. Yeah, your whole your whole families, right? It's yeah, it's uh, yeah, you, you guys are in there. Um, that's pretty awesome. Uh, the, I, I like the person with conviction. That's that's right. Good. Um, so we kind of alluded to this already, but uh, this episode is going to be mainly focused around Darth Maul. Woo-hoo! So the reason we're doing this is because. Like the last episode, and if you haven't listened to that, go back. Uh, Alex was a, a fantastic guest, and uh, and we can't wait to have her back. But for this one, we're going to be focusing on Maul episodes that kind of start to tie into Kenobi's overall story and mm-hmm. start to define some of Kenobi's story before Kenobi actually drops. So uh, if last time we were looking at his, uh, his the, the Mandalore plot and his relationship with the Mandalorians and Satine in general, um, or specifically, this time we're looking at his relationship with Darth Maul. And uh, of course that ties into Mandalore. 
but we we really want to get down because because when you think of Kenobi, there's a couple of things that come to mind. One is hello there, and the other is just Kenobi. Ah, oh, and that so, was and that was saving the best for last because we got that we got that rebel yell and rebels right there at the end. That was almost mm-hmm. a death rattle. Yikes! Yeah, pretty much. So let's start uh, for this specific episode list we started it's pretty broad so we'll we'll try to i guess define arcs rather than specific episodes because we don't want this to go on for four hours uh, yes i'm sure we could break it down for four hours but eventually we have to yeah sleep, we could so. gotta gotta uh, keep it tight gotta sell this <laughs> gotta sell the sizzle not the steak that's what we say Egg, in the business exactly so the first arc we wanted to look at and and just this was just kind of even to give ourselves a little bit of primer to how Maul came back, what the motivations were there. And uh, that was Clone Wars Season 4, Episode 22, and Season 5, Episode 1, kind of tied together a little bit. It was uh, Savage, and we could have gone back a tiny bit further. Than right, this, yeah. This is kind of where right. we started, right? Uh, Savage finds Maul, brings him back to Dathomir, gets repaired, and, uh, and, and we find out kind of he's not dead. He got bisected. But he kept himself alive. But again, how does he poop? Who needs to know? <laughs> uh, you know how does you know how does Darth Vader stay alive inside inside that suit? Yeah, this um this beginning arc is vicious, and if you want to dub it something, simply call it uh, the bitch slapping of Obi Wan. The way these two c- go to town on this, I just watch it, and I was really paying attention again when he and uh, Savage and Mahler having that first fight, the way he just mm. clotheslines Kenobi, just whack, it, it looks like WWF from Man. the eighties. It, yeah. it was, it was Savage. It was Savage <laughs> Savage, that was, which is the town where our, our mutual uh, podcast co-husband uh, Todd lives in Minnesota, Savage. Yeah. So yeah, he went Savage on him. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty rough, but yeah, he, yeah. So they get their act together uh, at the end of, season four uh and they decide you know what you know how we're going to get kenobi's attention blood-soaked rampage we're just going to go from place to place we're going to kill some innocent civilians we're going to tape it we're going to tape it like it's you know like it's the joker and you know in the dark knight the dark knight and then we're going to send it to the jedi and then he's going to be like kenobi come find me what he's like yes son what and then he does and that's it that's it uh so for for me i love any kind of night sister lore. I've, I've talked about that a few times. I hope Marin has a bigger, uh, spot in, in Jedi fallen orders sequel. Um, we've seen some force powers in these episodes that we don't really see anywhere else. Uh, like being the, being able to apparate basically, um, into the green mist and just, I don't think that's shown up anywhere else. Right. Mm, no, yeah, you're right. They, they, you, uh, they spring a leak, and all of a sudden, you're, you know, you're a smelly cloud. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're leaking the green. You're looking the good green. The electric lettuce smoke. <laughs> and uh, Robbie, you just said something there. It's magic. Yeah. Right. Which is interesting because they are tapping into the force, but you, you're right. They, they use it more like traditional magic, and you even yeah. hear like some spells being some cast spells and some incantations and, yeah. and stuff. And I just I, I love that take on the force that yeah like, it's, it's a really just... interesting twist mm-hmm. on the lore yeah right it's yeah. kind of different but it's fun it, it's believable and makes sense and it's mm-hmm. it's not the generic stuff 
Absolutely. Uh, another thing I, I thought watching these is anyone who can see Maul come back and be totally into that, but has a problem with somehow Palpatine returned. Um, you're just silly. Well, <laughs> it, it's all, it's all very silly because it's, you know, like people who drill down to oh, like Star Wars, more than like Star Trek. It's it, this is fantasy in space. It's wizards and pirates. And I mean, come on. So, yeah, and it's magic. Because the, mm. the the force is you know is you know magic in its own yeah, it's, yeah exactly it's 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 magic and, and magic can take on different forms so yeah of course you know if you're bitching about you know Palpatine returning and that's why you didn't like uh, you know the Rise of Skywalker whatever you know that's not if you have problems with that movie that's not one that I really can see that you can pin because uh, that's what that's you know palpatine you know i hate to draw it back on the eu but palpatine always bounced back clones were a big part of star wars obviously for the last 20 years or really it was even set up in episode four when it mentioned that you know no my you know you know my father wasn't a spice freighter he fought the clone wars the clone wars the clone war so and then mm-hmm. really heavily defined with, with what all of that meant so yeah. um yeah most deaf I mean, so, my thing with Maul coming back is if if Vader can come back, Maul had a much easier comeback. Well, yeah. right, because he wasn't all he wasn't a he, he wasn't, wasn't a, torch. He, yeah, he wasn't a crispy critter. Yeah, we just watched because yeah. we just cranked through watching the the prequel trilogy again over the last couple of days, and yeah, I mean, you know, seeing uh, Anakin get turned why, get, like get turned into legs. a yeah tostada at the end of that film just burned up, and he's like, oh, I'm still so pissed off. Put me in a metal cocoon so I thing. can go kill somebody. the same way. It's like, I don't right. understand. There's no, there's no, like, there's no way one's more believable than the other. Like, especially just in the universe in general. But, like, mm-hmm. I think Wall is, is like, a more believable, like, surviving. Right. Like, oh, right. Vader because, got rushed to a hospital yeah. right away. Right. Like, right. Yeah. But he got cut in half. <laughs> and did it. Yeah. Apparently, you, you know, with magic, you don't need your lower half. So you don't need, yeah, you, you don't yeah, need, you, don't you need know, it. you don't need your excretory system or anything of that nature so i guess you just maybe you don't eat maybe it maybe magic maybe hate keeps you alive the hateful bisection feeds you too of them all yes exactly you're eating that you, that 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 green whiff of smoke that's that's your juice that's a that's you know that's pizza and beer right there that's all you need to keep going so there are a couple more things that I, I noticed. I don't know if you guys notice the same kind of things or if you have your own kind of notes on this, but uh, I thought Obi-Wan jumping in to take on Maul again shows that he's still at the start of this arc that we're going to go through. Uh, spoiler, ending in Rebels. Um, we, To me, he's still a little bit reckless, which again mm-hmm. shows what we talked about in episode two, that he's still that brother for Anakin rather than mm-hmm. the father figure that he needed, right? So uh, I thought it was a good showcase of that. Um, but I also, I was kind of curious, and I, I wonder what your guys' take on this is, if Maul was so obsessed with revenge and and just hellbent, I... Kind of, for for me, you kind of have to uh, have that suspension of disbelief or something like that. And I guess they wrote it out of like, you know, he wants him to suffer or whatever, like I suffered kind of a thing. But um, I I don't know. I think if he wanted revenge so much, as soon as, like you said, they, they clothesline him, they knock him out. Obi-Wan is on his ass. You'd think he'd be Shish Kenobi at that point. Right. Like, but he, yeah, he, wants, so, he wants to keep sticking it to him. Let's keep fucking him. I There's guess. No so doubt. The thing with Maul, you have to understand from his from his character perspective, 
Well, first and foremost, he's always been about revenge. It was a first revenge on the Jedi. Right. And then and then he single, singled it down to one at this point. Mm-hmm. We know why. Um, with him, that man went through, what, 15, 20 years? 15, 20 years? Of, I don't know. I think it's 15 years. Don't quote me on it. A lot of years sitting in a trash heap thinking mm-hmm. about this guy. Right. I think it would be almost like a waste of his time to just do it right away. Right. And I can I can understand at that point, like, just the thing with Maul is even in episode one, he always toys with his prey. Right. Like he like a cat slapping a mouse around. Exactly. Yeah, he just exactly. he gloats when he's hanging at the floor when Obi-Wan's just hanging there. Right. Like he he is one of the best fighters, but one of the worst at finishing a fight because he gets too wrapped up in like just the just that I'm better than you. He gets too cocky. And that's always cocky. Yeah. It's where, yeah, it's where the, the juice so, doesn't get the squeeze. He's, he's, it's, think, it, it's too I much. I think he just has an obsession with just like, just milking it all. Like he just making sure, you know, he's number one mm. as long as you possibly can until you hit your, like until you bite the bullet. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I can buy that. I can I can yeah, just understand like, that, right? He wants to play with them, like you said. Right. That's, that makes more sense. I mean, cause... he's been doing that since episode one. So he's right. Been, yeah. yeah. And again, it fits to his character. You're right. And it's 10, 12, 14 years of enjoyment. of like, oh, I've been sitting about this. And I'm not just going to be like, Ugh. you might want to, you know, chop them up into little pieces or whatever it is, you know, and do something really yeah. elaborate. You think it's going like, to be like, you know, saw, you know, lock them in mm-hmm. a room with a key in the, you know, at the bottom of the jar of rusty nails or something. It's just, yeah, he's going to do something gonna do some wacky mm-hmm. i i did uh i loved the line uh one of one of obi-wan's lines and you don't see obi-wan this outwardly cocky very often as as this progresses but uh there's a line in the season five episode one they're they're fighting with the pirates and hondo who's always fantastic is, is <laughs> you know, running around and everything and uh but it's obi-wan and then the brothers and Maul says, you are no match for us both. And Obi-Wan just drops, you are mistaken. Who damn. Like, come on, man. That's so badass. Like, he's, this is, this is like peak Obi-Wan confidence right. is just ready to go. That's just sauce like, is flying off the rails. That is yeah. what's driving the boat. Well, it's, it's probably the adrenaline that's keeping him going and under gets insurmountable odds because look at how that same reckless uh arrogance doesn't serve these two brothers when Sidious catches up with them because mm. holy, holy shit that was the capper to this deal steals steals yeah. the show when we get, yeah, yeah you know w- yeah with uh with w- yeah with what we're seeing with this and again it, it's not till we get it and i w- that's at the end of season five right i'm ju- are, are we jumping you're ahead jumping to- a little bit you're jumping a yeah. little bit yeah, yeah, yeah you're jumping okay uh, so yeah this that's, one that's 14 15 16 okay yeah so. this one ends the brothers escape uh hondo and and obi-wan go off uh i love the line also uh i cut one of them in half once and he survived and hondo just like well isn't that interesting yeah like just <laughs> what is, i've seen what, some wacky shit i'm a space pirate that's yeah, interesting okay. it. And what further stuff, yeah, that, that comes up again yeah in season seven when they're you know speaking with ahsoka they said well i killed him once but it's a right. pesky habit of not staying dead yeah yeah so anything else for like, again I, I figured we'd touch on this one a little for bit there's a couple the of first. badass i don't uh, like obi-wan moments what, but my thing is with uh, the beginning of season five. Um, I think it's like a it's a cool mall episode, but it really does well in tying and like setting up 
the next arc. Right. right. The, I, and I think yeah. the next arc, and then certainly uh, how, how we're going to bring it to close with season seven. I've watched that last season seven arc a half dozen times. I love it so much. That, but, that yeah. was me with that was me with the the season five mall arc, like the Wallace 14, arc. I was me yeah. before Steve yeah. came out. Like I just watched that constantly. Be, before we move on to that arc, I do want to ask you guys. Uh, on this first arc, we we again we met Hondo the space pirates. Any chance we see Hondo space pirate stuff in the Kenobi show? What do you guys think? Uh, live action under on live action Hondo show. I would play. for sure say since we got we were treated to um, uh, seeing Cad Bane in Boba Fett. Uh, that that everything and, and since we've seen live action Ahsoka, we've got Bo Katan. I think that um, I think that anything is on the table. I think that anything is on the table. There's definitely a good chance it's going to go down like that. So mm-hmm. especially, it looks like Obi Wan's in some seedy spots, some underbelly kind of spots. Right, right away, yeah. Because we Who know better that, to help him than his buddy Hondo. I know, uh, yeah. Because right away he's going to you know rescued 10 year old princess leia that's that's the driving right. focus of the of at least a portion of the series so yeah it's gonna wild son <laughs> robbie what do you think over under um, on, on i Hondo? i don't i think anything is possible knowing especially like with knowing the clone wars characters in these live action shows i mm-hmm. think anything is possible i don't think it's gonna happen in kenobi per se uh, but man will i be happy if it does <laughs> like, uh, well i mean I I, and, I am such a huge hondo fan like i'll take him whatever you want to give him to me so we, i don't think it's gonna happen but i'll be stoked if it does we got like, some good so good there are good some good teases falling out of that vanity fair article and it was i was looking for a copy of that vanity fair uh issue that just the star wars issue just came out mm. couldn't find it so april ordered me one from amazon so i will oh, because nice. per, apparently it's very hard to get your hands on um, okay. So I will have it, but the, yeah, uh, Diego Luna goes on and on about his show and the fact that it's going to be uh, the most number of episodes of any of the shows that have been out so far. It's going to be 13 as opposed to the eight or 10 that was Mando and just the, the six, six out of these two. So yeah. so Bring back 13 episode yes. hour-long yeah. shows. Well, and time. that'll give us a chance. To, and if we know that, that Cassie and purely operates on the fringe because of the nature of the intelligence business that he's in. I think you'll see a lot of these, you know, near do well characters without mm-hmm. a doubt. So yeah. anyway, not to put the cart before the horse. Could be, yeah, could be very cool. Um, it was a good article. I read that uh, it, it is available. If you want to read it and you, you're not, you don't want to wait. If you have an Apple news subscription, oh. vanity fair is included in that. So I just read it on my iPad and I don't see. have the physical collector's copy, but like, well, I think, I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful, that's a, yeah. I think that's an Andy Leibowitz photograph. So I think I am going to frame that and slap it on the wall somewhere. Here oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's worthwhile nice. to have. Yeah. So, yeah. but, uh, but anyway, yes, let's talk about the meat. Mm-hmm. So this again, we're we're covering the second arc, uh, Mandalorian shenanigans, whatever you want to call this. I don't know if you guys ever catch your name. That's just Ma- what I kind of Ma- dubbed it. Mando Mando Shando. So this is uh, season five of Clone Wars episodes fourteen, fifteen, and ending with the Lawless episode sixteen. Um, Robbie, you love this. Lead I, us I in. Talk about this. why this, this is, is important. Man. This is first of all my favorite. Like any. Any mall story, like so, if you break the arcs of the epi- like stories or whatever, episode one, comics, rebels, whatever. This is my favorite, like just little mall like section of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, basically, he just wants an empire at this point and someone to rule with him with it, 
which we'll get into more, but I'll talk on that with uh, Twin Sons. But yeah, he wants an empire. He wants his power. Um, and uh, what better way to do that to, and to draw out Kenobi with this like whole army behind him. Um, Vizsla rescues him, gives him new legs. Very nice upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kind of go around trying to grab all of the crime syndicates that they can to form this army and take over Mandalore. And you grab Mandalore, you get Satine, you get Satine, you get Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what better way to get some revenge than on the one you love? Yeah. Yeah. So, so many layers to this. Uh, I loved the contrast watching this so soon after watching um, Boba Fett. I, I, mm-hmm. I love the contrast of, of different ways to build a criminal empire mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and Maul basically had no problem gunning anyone down or, or right. at least sending his brother to. And then we saw the, the very opposite contrast of the gentleman, um, you know, crime boss or whatever with, with Boba Fett. So vi- two very different takes. And I loved <laughs> the, the, ge- the gentleman crime that. boss, like, yeah, whatever you want like, to- like gentleman ghosts from the old DC comics. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that shit with Black Sun. And I love Black Sun. Let's not forget that this fine gentleman, we're hoping someday Jeez. will return mm-hmm. to canon. Um, so I love Black Sun, but I love that how he just goes in there and they're like, kill these guys, take his ship. And they're just like, yeah, I think instead I'm going to pop out my devil head lightsaber and behead every motherfucker in the room in one fell stroke. It was like... And then anybody who was left after that is like, we are. Probably the shit of the best, yeah. They're, they're we're good. Stuff like that. Yeah, sometimes it's like uh, you know, in the Untouchables and De Niro and the guy with the baseball bat walking around, you know, as Al Capone walking around the uh, the the uh, the banquet table. It was the same shit. Oh, as a team. <laughs> oh, I my God. Uh, I do love how through this arc we see Maul really being. I'd say close to the best student that Palpatine had uh, because he was such a tactician and we saw with Vader Palpatine kind of learned you need a puppet. You don't need someone who's going to try to replace you. And we see that as Palpatine a little bit later in this arc calls out Maul and Savage and especially Maul and saying you're your competition. Uh, And we see that here, why he thinks he's competition because everyone else is playing checkers or, like for God's sake, some of the people are playing like snakes and ladders and he is 100% playing like space chess. Yeah. You guys, you got some steps ahead of everyone connect forward mousetrap in this second. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like he, he's seeing the biggest picture, but his obsession with Kenobi is, is just, I think what's funny with Maul is he is only like, just like any Jedi, like he is a pure Sith, just like any Jedi is a pure Jedi. Because he was taken at birth, mm-hmm. right? More or less. So he's only ever grown up underneath Palpatine's watchful eye, um, instilling the Sith in from just the absolute earliest possible point. And that kind of just follows Maul throughout his whole life, because he was he under like he grew up with these plans being not only just taught upon but coming into motion mm-hmm. so like watching the pieces be placed as he's on like a five or six year old mm-hmm. like this man has seen it all 
And it really just, it, it, it comes around, it comes up more later on in his life, mm-hmm. but just, he's so, so smart. It's so good at what he does that it gets to his own head and it's always his undoing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's uh, but yeah, tactically he's, he's right up there and, and you're right. Like it's, it's because from birth he was raised to be right up there with Palpatine. All right? he's ever he's, known. Yeah. He's, he's known. To, yeah. He, he, he is what you made him in, which, which ended up being his undoing. Like I said, that last, you know, when we jump forward to the conclusion of how all this came together is that, you know, Maul figures out, well, uh, you know, the Mandalorians are going to kill me. So what I really need to do, and this really set things in motion, but from what we saw with Bo-Katan's evolution, she was with them. She said an outsider can't rule Mandalore. And so she and, you know, then she, she and Maul are going to be on the outs, but she wants that dark saber. And that's, what's carrying her to this day. Uh, and, and we still don't know how Maul lost it. We don't know how he he uh, he loses Crimson Dawn. Uh, we don't know any of that stuff. You know, getting you know putting the cart before the horse, and and how Moffy Giddy gets his hands on it. Um, but the dark saber is a fascinating weapon, and the mm. yeah, and the duel between uh, Previsla and Maul in this was great. The only the only thing that I oh that's that is that's that's a beaut. I've got Maul saber up here too. The only thing the only sa- the only saber that I have, and Mark, I need to talk to you about getting my hands on uh, a. a uh, Return of the Jedi, Luke. That's that's the one that I need. Uh, mm-hmm. The wife, the wife, and I are going to do uh, Ahsoka and Jedi Luke, a la the. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> yeah, a la the um, the, as they appear in the Mandalorian, we're going to do that. So a little bit further on another road here, but I'm uh, naturally getting off course. But um, it's okay. I love lightsaber hilts. That's so yes, but no. It was the only thing I disliked about that fight and where it felt cartoonish is when they got to the hand to hand combat part. They they did the telegraphing a punch, mm. telegraphing a punch, and I don't know. I just felt like okay, it's a kid show, and yeah, you got to telegraph something like when he finally beheads him. Yeah, you can't really show that. Plus, a star a Star Wars film or TV show wouldn't really show something like that they kind of cut around it but it was the fake it was like the fake punching that i really made it feel like cartoonish but other than that some of the violence is pretty pretty gritty uh and yeah that that was a great fight but like i said what, what capped it for me in this entire arc is when Sidious shows up and you know Maul's like Maul's like master i did all this for you he says you have done well, my apprentice. That's why I'm so disappointed that you are deceiving me. And then he just starts kicking the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, he fin- you're right. Then he finally, the fight is really at its lowest. The, it's end this point when he runs Savage through and chucks him on the ground. And then, yeah. That the, move the, is so beautiful. And, the, and the then back, just the, the green, spin. Yeah, the green mist just starts coming out of him. And to see Maul, then Maul tries to keep fighting. But Sidious is just... He's an old man, but he's just so beyond unstoppable. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, Dooku was also old by human standards, uh, but no one had the power in, you know, on the dark side the way that Sidious did. Uh, So to watch him whip the shit out of Maul and then see Maul beg for his life. Wow. That was... That was definitely his... He Definitely says, his yeah. lowest point. He says, "Don't like, worry, I'm not going to kill you." And then we never found out what happened after that. Yeah, 
you know. They did write it into a comic, but uh, it a, can- a canonical comic. Yes, I'm assuming. Um, well, now it's it was written by DC in like 2014 or Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Yeah. So it's not. It was, it was, it was, maybe it's not. It's yeah. not technically, but it also kind of is. It's really, it's really on like the weird border. So I mean, because we get this is we get Maul the cover for it. We get Maul from here to the next arc, and then we see he's displaced from yeah, he's freed freed by Mandos. But but then we don't end up seeing, you know, end of episode three into Solo, we where we see him like I'm Crimson Dawn and I'm sitting in this bar, bar, this and that, and then we go all the way forward to Rebels. We don't really know how he. Survives, uh, survives Sidious, rises to the head of Crimson Dawn, who we've never heard of before, and then ends up uh, basically homeless in, the, homeless in the desert. And then yep. what, his final confrontation with Kenobi. So I won't get ahead of that. But well, yeah, just yeah, the fight with Sidious that yeah that made the arc for me. I would almost say it made all Absolutely. of this for me. But but this the season season seven series ending arc is some of the finest Star Wars I've ever seen. Without That's probably my favorite lightsaber playing Cold Wars, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was yeah. remarkable. Before we move on to season seven, I do want to tie this back into Kenobi. So, a couple of things that I want to ask you guys about, or at least bring up the things that I noticed. Uh, Obi Wan instantly going rogue the second he heard Mandalore was in trouble. Uh, he snuck out and kind of snuck on, you know, whatever stole one of uh, Anakin's ships, I believe, was this this one, right? The clunky old the Twilight, thing. yeah. yeah. Um, kind of shows and this is shown a few times and and robbie you brought this up earlier about you know uh let's set a trap let's set everything on fire i think uh charlie i think you you said something about that too like you know like just just kill everyone and like tape it and send it you know and and right come uh and that's again echoed in the trailer for this live action kenobi show the secret to hunting jedi is patience right like you just they can't help but do the right thing. Right. And that's when we catch them. So we see that kind of tactic being played even this far back, season right. five or earlier of, of Clone Wars. And that's the tactic. And it just keeps working. We saw it with Obi-Wan. We saw it with Cal Kestis not letting well, his friend die. I want to I bounce off of that too. Yeah, I have go a quote it. from – it's from Twin Sons. So like well, it's – but it doesn't really yeah. like it, – it touches on Kenobi really well. It's yep. – uh, so when Ezra's in the sandstorm, he goes, Maul like reaches out to Ezra and goes, draw him out. Your pain, your sorrow, it calls to him. Like, yep. Right. It's they just get, a, co- get, that's the whole Kenobi theme. At it's, this point it's, like. it's like a, it's like a, it's like a hummingbird feeder. The, yeah. The, the, that the vulnerability of emotion. So I, I know yeah. I'm, I'm somewhat, I, I'm somewhat of an empath myself when people are in pain, if I can help someone, I get sucked into it sometimes to my own peril. So I understand that. I really do. Another thing I noticed with this is each of the characters starting here, each of the three that had to stick together, if they stuck together, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka, everything will be fine. And we find out that they go their separate ways and everything is decidedly not fine. Uh, one, <laughs> That's one way to put it. Every, <laughs> right. Every single one of them had an opportunity to go bad. And it was presented to them very, very clearly. And if Satine's death didn't bring Obi-Wan to the dark side, what will? Mm-hmm. And so you, you see Satine killed 
in front of Kenobi. This is a, a woman that he loved, and she said, I will always love you. I have always loved you. All, all, the that, all that was missing was Whitney Houston. And we, we talked about it on the last episode of if you had said the word, I would have left the order. So we know he right. loves her too. And people can understand Anakin going to the dark side to try to save Padme. Right. Obi-Wan didn't falter. He didn't flinch. He saw this happen in front and he didn't for a second right. go to the dark side. He stuck his ground. It's he, he like stayed as a Jedi. the famous line of the Joker to Batman. It says Batman is a Joker if he had just that one bad day. Like just mm-hmm. that just that nudge and you're right and it was a difference and it was a difference in character between obi-wan and anakin mm-hmm. you know obi-wan being the pure the from birth the you know steeped in jedi lore and, and thought process and anakin coming in as a uh, slaved 10 year old ripped away from his mother angry enough to feel it and then turning inward and being self he was made to be a sith mm-hmm. so yes that was the it, it was not too hard to push him out of the limelight it's like a belloc and in indy and in, in the bar and raiders who would it would only take a push to make you look like to make you like me to push you out of the light so then in part two of i'm gonna keep because i think season seven kind of picks this up right mm-hmm. we still see mandalore we still see the repercussions of this like you know 14 15 16 season five kind of brought over to season seven which is like when we're watching it, we kind of know what we're watching, but if you have to wait two seasons to see this, right? Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, shit, what's going yeah, on? right. Uh, but we see that, and I'm going to jump ahead a tiny bit because Ahsoka was given that choice to go right. dark side with Maul. Uh, Robbie, you already said before, he's just looking for an apprentice, he's looking for someone to share yep. it with. Savage he got taken from someone. him, right? He wants Ahsoka. She was kicked out of the order, she was accused of stuff that she didn't do, she was dismissed. Okay, civilian. Uh, yeah, this right. isn't for you, right? Like this, like right. For anyone to feel betrayed again, like Anakin did by the order, for her not to instantly jump on the dark side, there is again two out of the three, right? Didn't topple. They didn't fall. Anakin did. So this is just showing. I think uh, just I don't know, twisting that knife into Anakin, like just uh of of yeah he was weak he had a bad moment yeah yeah he's presented with very very similar moments right in their lives and had just as much reason to fall to the dark side uh and they didn't so uh i love that that shows kenobi's kind of resolve in the jedi order and i did i again noticed it with ahsoka and just bringing it up for the sake of bringing it up um but yeah let's move on to that second part of this arc Mm. um Season seven, episode nine, episode 10 and episode 11. Holy shit. Uh, I have to say season, season seven, episode nine. One of my favorite opening sequences in all of Star Wars, like the bridge scene, Obi-Wan and the crew are like just pinned down. Right. Or the, the, sorry, the, the troops are pinned down. Obi-Wan comes down and kind of, you think he's going to save the day. Then he kind of gets pinned down. And then Anakin just kind of like slowly saunters up like, what are you guys doing? Like, there's only a thousand droids up there. Like, come on. Like, that is peak peak Anakin, peak Obi-Wan, so badass. Peak Star Wars. Right, right. Uh, The the 
R2 and the clones kind of hanging out underneath. And, and this is like that, that whole scene is just star Wars for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's so good. Um, and, and you just see again, how strong that, that bond between Obi-Wan and Anakin is and how much I think season seven really exemplifies why Anakin's fall broke him. And this is one of those scenes that it's like, so much fun to watch you get caught up you forget that anakin very soon after this is going to go down that path and that's one of those heartbreaking things for me and you see why kenobi just cut himself off and why it was just he's out in the desert and he's he's hiding uh, i think you, you see that lead in in this episode and and the the further ones because it, it shows their friendship so much and their brotherhood right. so much um I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so perfect. Also Ahsoka in this is just, she's just Captain America. She's yeah. in the shadow. She's doing things. She doesn't need a jet pack jumping out of the friggin' planes. Like she's just, she, ha- she has her, she I said this April, April and I watched this the day. I said, she has her Michael Bay moment in this. And she rides <laughs> that ship down and she's yeah. like, she cuts the guy loose. And he's like, thanks Captain Bay. Yeah. And she rides it down and she's like, and then she lands and it goes kaboom and she's like Nyeow. and we're like yes yeah. you know you, you get the iconic you, you it's get, so yeah. good everybody yeah 10 10 9 5 10 9 5 oh it's, it is it's so good uh just the yeah it, it's such a great episode for the again those three main main characters uh but this arc again we see maul we see some shit happening with uh, with the again Mandalore and why the three get broken up and all that kind of stuff, um, and and we see really close moments like Ahsoka not saying anything to Yoda about what Maul has revealed because Maul knows again playing everything. space chess he knows everything right. right. It's it's, he, it's yeah, like he like, just has like, he has like literally no resources to stop it. But if he had the resources, right, it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the resources is yeah, like you said, like it's that's it's his mind, his his dirty, dirty, devious, uh, strategic brain. You know, yeah, and uh, which obviously he still gets out of here and goes on to do great things with because he takes you know getting the boot from Mandalore into running another criminal syndicate and then screwing that up as well. Um, yep. Yeah, <laughs> he does best. Yeah, right. He does. He's 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 great at the acquisition, not great at the. He's great, like execution even like the, the acquisition of a win in a fight. Like he'll get to the he'll get to the win and just be like, right. oh, never mind. You can have it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blow it out. Yeah, uh, Robbie, as the mall expert, why uh, why is this so important? Is there anything else to to, to add um, to why this is important for for Maul and and I just think it really it kind of hammers home the whole needing an apprentice thing mm. before Ezra takes it over the the edge. Um, it could definitely like shows his motivations and just like how aware he is of everything, even after being so out of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's good for him like trying to like reinforce layers. I just think in terms of actually mall stuff, gives you some great action, but like, I still think like, um, the episode revenge, I think the previous arc and I think twin mm. sons do more for Maul's story than this, than these episodes. Yeah. But does he do a 
he he steals the show every time, so I, right. I can't complain. <laughs> I uh, I love the just I, I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? Yeah. Right. Just you see his obsession. Like everything just gets hammered Kenobi. back home. Like well, who is this character? What is what does he want? He wants he wants revenge, revenge on Kenobi, yeah. and he wants an apprentice, and it's all just hammered right here. Right. Yeah. True that. Yeah. True that. It's, wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. So yeah, let's uh, I guess let's let's jump into that last bit actually first just from this arc so we see a couple of things maul not exactly uh showcased strong but there are a couple of things especially season seven episode 11 we see rex fighting order 66 that's mm-hmm. my favorite episode you know what happens right, right. Um, with with that it is heartbreaking to watch luckily ahsoka breaks him out mm-hmm. uh of the order 66 the inhibitor chip all that kind of stuff but watching him shake and none of the other clones really right. did that it was just Flinch, yeah. so it shows how, right. how strong rex is do you think there is a possibility to see rex or ahsoka in kenobi in kenobi absolutely Flashback. well yeah, you know we know that, that rex ends up with yeah. wolf and gregor uh, on that mm-hmm. planet where they find him in Rebels. Uh, I don't and, think and we'll, those see, guys we'll see him present day. Well, we might see Cody present day, but we won't see Rex. I think we'll see Rex in a flashback, and I think we'll see Cody. I, and, yeah, I, I think Cody has mm-hmm. been dancing. He has been dancing. The beauty of Tamira Morrison is he can appear as any of these characters that we're talking about, Boba, Django, any clone. And he's like the right point. age, right. realistically, for what they would be. And the thing is about the clones is that their ages are wonky anyway. You yeah. know, they, they age fast, they age slow. He could be any of the Bad Batch characters. You mm-hmm. know, they, they could find a way to, to insert those into any of these in-betweener shows. Well, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, seeing the dancing back and forth between the live action and the animated characters being shared, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, and I hope the same thing happens in Star Trek, you know, because we, we have a great animated show in Star Trek called Lower Decks, which... You, you've got to get around to watch an episode, Mark. We talked about I this. Do. I do. All right, because it's fun. It's the fun Star Trek. Um, then it would be it would be cool to see some sharing of that. And I got to meet several of those cast members in Chicago last month, including Jerry O'Connell, which was you know my fifteen minutes of fame awesome. ending, yeah. ending up on his Instagram. So, um, but anyway, um, yeah, God, the closing moments of this 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 arc. Um, you know, finding it some number, you know, after they, they ride the ship to the ground and Ahsoka leaves one of her sabers behind to, to fake her own death, as it were, mm-hmm. um, to see Anakin now the ensconced in armor, Lord Vader, pick the saber up and ignite it. And then they, and then the, the crow flies, the owl, is it the owl that always, fly? I felt like it was the owl, though. It seemed more just like a bird circling, you Boy. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to seem that it was Moray. I don't know what. Yeah, to M O R A I. To know that to know that she was present, that she was there, wherever it is that she was, Mm -hmm. Um, because she was. There's a great novel. It was funny because April read it and I didn't. There's a great Ahsoka novel that's that's canonical. Um, Yeah, that uh, that covers um, kind of her return. You know, her emergence into the rebellion into becoming Fulcrum, Um, Mm. because she's that's my wife's favorite. Star Wars character right there is Ahsoka. So I love watching Ahsoka stuff with I her. met Ashley Eckstein on Saturday. Oh, fantastic. What was the show? Jeez. Um, I went to MegaCon. Oh, Megacon. awesome. Yeah. Yes, I heard. First um, yeah. time I ever went to. It was cool. Wow. Was really yeah. Cool. I uh yeah, I would love to do 
to do a con where I could, I, I could, you know, get an autograph and a, and a photo session for April and her. Cause it'd be awesome. I've heard she's awesome. Super so. nice. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. So Sweet. cool. Good deal. So, yeah. So that was, yeah, I, I could watch this four episode arc 50 times in a row. It's just, it was, it's my favorite animated. It feels like a movie and it plays like a movie too. Yeah. 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 Four episodes. It, and it does runtime. It does really add right up. So it's, it's pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, and it sets in motion so many things that we're still still dealing with, like the Mandalorian. And it's just entertaining. It's yeah. just really good storytelling. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Sweet. There's like some all the action, deep the action moments, there's some action moments. This, it's it's got everything. right. The heartbreak mm-hmm. of sixty six. All right, Mark, are we ready yeah. to move this thing into the so into the final countdown? Yeah, let's finish up with uh, with. I guess Kenobi versus Maul. This is uh post Kenobi series though. So this is happening. Shor- the shortest after. fight ever. Yeah, we're getting yeah. this. Now Rebels from start to finish is anywhere between three years and then a handful of weeks before a new hope. So what they call BBY before the Battle of Yavin. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so this would be Obi-Wan just as we're meeting him as Alec Guinness. So he's transitioned. He's, you know, apparently that it, from year 10 to year 19 on uh, Tatooine is where everybody gets dramatically old. Because it happens. The sun kicks in. That's where the sun, it happens to Kenobi. It happens to Brew. And it happens to uh, Owen as well. They just go right. from looking kind of normal to looking like, you know, a, you know. They've seen their better days. They, they're, you know, kind of the, the Russian potato wife. You know what I mean? Just bad news. <laughs> Oh, so so for this, yeah, we see a more, uh, I guess, reserved Jedi version of Kenobi. Um, since this happens post Kenobi, I don't know if we want to focus too much on the story aspects and more of the character. And where where do we think which Kenobi do we think we're going to meet in the live action series? Is it going to be closer to this or is is what's going to happen in the Kenobi series going to lead to how calm think, and cool this is? This Kenobi. I think is. he's going to definitely lead into the calm and cool. I think he's going to start off kind of like closer to Anakin than the mm. Obi Wan we know. Okay. Like in terms of just like how like kind of distraught and messed up he is. I think he's still trying to deal with it, but I think he's he's almost he's past like the core of uh, the trauma and everything. I would think. And I think he's just about to cross that bridge into ultimate like peace with the Jedi and everything. I think he's right. Like cause at the time in Rebels, he's there. He's made it. I think he's about to find his first footsteps into understanding like his true like everything is okay. Mm. I like that. I like that. that uh, yeah, seeing him closer to Anakin. That's. Right, it's going to be interesting. I, I think, gonna, I, yeah, I think there's a good chance that this will be the bridge, also kind of be the bridge between what was and kind of what is to become. But because again, this is ten years in, so this is halfway, essentially between episodes three and four, mm-hmm. that we're going to see um, a movement in that direction, but potentially you know, that he's not all the way become, you know, the elder statesman, Mr. Mellow. Uh, they still got a little bit of vim and vigor in him. Um, but I'm real curious to see when we get there, what the Darth Vader character is going to be like, because we know that that's going to be a huge component of Kenobi, or at least they're heavily leaning into it. That could be part of the marketing, which I would totally understand. But regardless, oh my God. Mm. <laughs> 
do you think uh, do you think they're going to fill in any of Maul's story in this? Uh, we, we've, I, we've had I the think precedent Maul before. might have like a like a like a cameo in mm-hmm. terms of like a flashback, mm-hmm. but I don't think it'll actually be like too big on to Maul's or it's maybe like a representation of something in Kenobi's life. But I think if anything, the only time we would see him is maybe right when Satine is killed and they show that again if oh, possible okay. other than that oh, I, don't, gotcha. I don't i don't think he belongs in this show except in a flashback scenario. yeah i wouldn't really see it because at this time is when he this is two or three years before the events of, of the latter half of the solo film um mm-hmm. but it's right around the time of the first part of the solo film so when yeah. Han is young and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, so it's it's when uh, Kira so is way out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's doing the Crimson Dawn thing at this time, and I I don't really see that there would necessarily be connectivity. But you you, you never can tell with such you know with this big tapestry of characters that yeah. everything is so interweaving in this you know busy busy galaxy of theirs. You don't know what you're going to see. And see that that's that's my my thought exactly is is kind of the opposite actually is is like I said before we see Obi Wan kind of delving in these underbelly type things so where I don't think Kenobi and Maul are going to interact exactly I could picture either a cameo or potentially a full episode kind of showing where Maul is at this point and we've seen episodes oh, wow. of of Boba Fett that go off and follow Mando and it could be you know, someone sees Kenobi still alive and right. it's like, find out what happens with Crimson Dawn right. and where he is at this point and maybe show, start to show the downfall of, of Maul and how he lost Crimson Dawn and kind of ended up where he is in Rebels and where we see him. I think um, a better show I, for that would be Bad yeah. Batch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and Bad Batch, of course, being really at the beginning uh, of the beginning of the they end give, of, if they of, give of, like of, a little time jump or whatever yeah but, i could i could see a i could see a 10 year time jump in the bad not batch. even like if you give them like a three four year time jump I'd well, be then, I, I mean right but yeah but but even yeah anywhere three to five to even 10 years you know yeah. omega becomes a young adult and so you yeah. don't have the obnoxious kid dragging along which is you know really clunky to storytelling in general now she's grown um, and they're out there doing their thing, but they're, you know, no, they're just, they're all, they're, you know, they're the A-team basically, uh, without, without all the funny armor. Now they're just regular dudes out there doing their thing. So mm. I don't know. Yeah. What, do, do we get a date on, do you think we'll get a bad batch date at celebration? Oh, I don't I think think so. we, we might not get a date. We might get like a, like a, like a summer or like a yeah, fall or I'm, something. I'm getting a feeling. This, when do we get the first season of that? Was it summer? Last summer? We got the, I think it's, it aired May 4th of last year. Oh, okay. So, but it like, it was like 20 something episodes. So it went right. through right. half of the summer or whatever. Right, right, right. Cool. Yeah. I just rewatched the first uh, segment, segment of that and I really loved it, but you know, Mark and I covered that as we were doing the show and it definitely had its ups and downs. So for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Mark, please take us through the final countdown. Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think that about covers it, man. I was kind of worried about uh, the time going a little long for this, but I think we've covered a lot of the important stuff. Uh, so do you, Again, is there anything that that sticks out from this whole mall arc that you guys think we'll see repercussions of in uh, in Kenobi? I anything that we haven't covered. Satine dying. Yeah, that's that's you know, yeah, that's the great stuff. I think you know, potentially, maybe not potentially touching Kenobi, but there was a certain nobility 
in the thought process of Maul's death. And he said, he mm-hmm. said, this, what you're protecting is, is he the one? He says, yes, yep. he's the one. He says, he will avenge us. Right. I, I want to see, I want to see it. how that, how we get to that Kenobi mindset of, oh, Luke is the right. guy. Yeah. I want to see like yeah. what makes him so convinced because yeah. we all, everyone in the audience knows that it's still Anakin right. and everything, even at this point in Rebels. But Obi-Wan is so like, he's so like bought into the, the whole aspect. And even he knows at that point in his life, like, he is the only friend Maul has really ever had up until that point. Like, right. In that one moment, which well, is there, what, there's, which they, Maul they, is driven they, by they, revenge yeah. and Kenobi, right. but I think he also is just just wants someone by his side. It's, mm-hmm. it's he's never a, really it, had anything. It's a thin he's line. Had nothing his whole life. It's a so, thin line between yeah. fries and shakes. No, it's between love and hate. There's no doubt <laughs> about it. Oh yeah, so man! Oh man! I think, no, it was. I think it was, we'll see how we get to that end of Rebels kind yeah. of Kenobi yeah. mentality. For sure. Well, we only have a few days from when this episode drops. Oh my gosh. I can't we will, wait. We get the first two episodes of Kenobi the following Friday. I'll be so up till five people, in the morning. That's uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun day for sure. Uh, Robbie, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having again. me again. Yeah. It's been great. This is, this I love the awesome. last time. This, this time middle was, finger. You guys is are giving me you. stuff that I like to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, we're happy to have you back for anything, but especially if Maul comes up, you're the guy I think of. Uh, tell people, where they can find you and, and plug anything else you're up to. Yeah, sure thing. You can find me on Twitter um, at Robbie underscore Weideman. Um, you can also, if you don't want to remember that or try and spell my last name, you can just go find um, at Star Wars shot by shot, SW and then shot by shot. Um, I, I found you. I'm following you. I got you, dude. There we go. Yeah, See, links, it's, links it's, will be in the show notes. Too. It's, it's easy, to, easier to find me through shot by shot. Cause I'm, also, the I'm like my name is in the bio. You can find if you find Shot by Shot or me, you will find the other one because it's in both bios. Just the alternate account. Excellent. So, Perfect. but yeah, those yeah. are the two. Um, shot by Shot is currently about to just this this week and forward. It's just nonstop fun with Revenge of the Sith. So <laughs> it's it's good parts of the film just consistently. So awesome. we're gonna have a good time. Awesome. Looking forward to seeing uh, seeing more shots from Reds. That's that's you, you, like you said. You're just getting into pure awesomeness there. So that's yeah. fantastic. Uh, Charlie, tell people where they can find us. Well, as always, uh, I can be found over on Twitter at the C three. Spell it out. Uh, I also uh, do a lot of the social media posting over at our Secret Friends Unite uh, Facebook groups, uh, and of course, the wife and I run the uh, West Michigan chapter of the International. Star Trek fan club, the USS Grand Petoskey. You can find us at our website and at all socials by that name. Uh, and yeah, that's me. What about you, Markety Mark Mark? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, pretty much anywhere as the underscore Canardian. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I am. Although I haven't been super active on TikTok lately, uh, but I'm, I'm going to try to get back there and make some stuff. Tick you know t- what's really great about, your, about the Canardian? Obviously, it's Canadian, and then you got the nerd and everything. But it also doubles up because you get the the CA, and then the nerd is all caps. Yes, so you still get the Canada abbreviation. It's got it's got a lot going on. It's the same thing, like different poetry. Ways. I like it. Thanks, buddy. Very good. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring. To keep on trucking. May the force be with you, Rex. Play us out. 
This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.